0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Hi there. Love to preach here. Love it when Darren's sick. Love it when he's away. Uh, And I don't know that I've uh, ever preached a more important sermon uh, than today. If you look on the uh, outline here, uh, you can see that I've started off by saying that IQ does not necessarily equal wise Q. You can be intelligent, but not so wise. I wanted to make that point, and um, this week my son came to me and told me a story that I think made the point better than I could, and so I've asked him to come on up, Solomon, and, uh, and tell this story that illustrates the point of intelligence not necessarily equaling wisdom. Go ahead, bud.
1: Well, there was a pain. And Speak right here. Pain.
0: Let's hold it right up there. There we go. There was, there a,
1: was a pain and it was about to crash. Four people and three parachutes. First passenger said, I'm Kobe Bryant, the world's best basketball player. The world cannot afford to let me die. So I'm taking this parachute and leaving this plane. He jumped and he jumped out of the plane. Second passenger said, I'm Hillary Clinton, the world's smartest woman. The world cannot let me die, so I'm taking this parachute and jumping out of this plane. And so she did. Two more people in one parachute. First person said, "I'm a grown man, and you are, and I have lived a full life, and you have not. You are just a young schoolgirl. I will sacrifice my life for yours, so you can take the last parachute." And I will go down with the plane," the young schoolgirl said. "No, it's okay. The smartest woman took my school bag."
0: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right, good job. Solomon wanted me to make sure you knew that he does not dislike Hillary Clinton. Nor is it a political statement. That was how he was told the story. And uh, good job, buddy. Thank you. Well, uh, yes. You know, um, we ask a lot from God. And, and of course, uh, when King Solomon asked God for the one thing that God allowed him to have, he didn't ask for money or brilliance or anything like that. He asked for wisdom. And the Bible tells us that wisdom is the most important thing. This morning, uh, you know, we're using Rick Warren's material, and he's, he's such a positive guy. And uh, I, I needed to use his notes and things, but I had to, I had to come along here and, and uh, find my own scripture and my own illustrations. And so I found this scripture that reflected my attitude, Isaiah forty four eighteen. Such stupidity and ignorance. Their eyes are closed, and they cannot see. Their minds are shut. And they cannot think. So I came up with um, an acrostic. It's um, not the same as squib woo that I gave a few weeks ago. But uh, the first word that came to mind is the word don't. You know, don't. Uh, there's a little illustration up here, it's coming. Success or failure. First word don't. Next picture. Don't believe everything that you think. That's really important. But unwise people don't risk, don't try. They don't do anything that's uncomfortable. They don't learn anything new. Second letter, undermine. You're you're undermining my perceptions. No, I'm not. See? We undermine other people that are trying to find God's truth. That's what dummies do. M... We minimize our mistakes. Here, a doctor is saying to the nurse while the patient is listening, I'm a little nervous. One more mistake, and they'll cancel my malpractice insurance. We minimize the impact of our mistakes on other people. And then, of course, B, naturally, the word Bacchanalian came to mind. We live the Bacchanalian lifestyle, empty, full of riotous living And then, why? Why? Yak. We live like a bunch of yaks. We are the yak pack. We walk around with these burdens on our backs, and we don't need to. The wise person is able to live a life beyond a yak. And so, my wife pointed out to me that I had misspelled the word dummy. And I said, exactly. The value of wisdom is pretty amazing. You can always trust God's analogies. It says right here that it is more valuable than precious rubies. Nothing else you could ever want is that valuable. Well, you know, the finest ruby, the perfect ruby, is about ten times more valuable than the same size diamond. Five uh, Uh, I mean, one gram of gold is worth about $50, and one gram of a perfect ruby is worth about $50,000. So you can trust God's analogies in His Word. Proverbs 4, 7 says, Getting wisdom is the most important thing that you can do. And 9, 12 says, If you become wise, you'll be the one to benefit. But if you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. When Solomon, King Solomon, wrote this book of wisdom, Proverbs, he wrote in the beginning that the purpose was was to to teach people to be wise, to make the wise people even wiser, to make us clever, to uh, give us knowledge and purpose while we're still young so we don't have to uh, learn only by mistakes, and to give us guidance for every decision that we make in life. The majority of our problems are there not because someone has done something evil and foolish to us, but because of our response to the evil and foolish things that happen to us. Now, we do evil and foolish things also because we lack wisdom. And lacking wisdom affects everything that I do. It affects how I choose a relationship what I choose to do in that relationship. It affects what I choose for a career, the studies that I embark on for that career, how I spend my money, uh, what I do with it, all of these things. And if I don't have wisdom, I pay A horrible price of of missing opportunities, not using the gifts that God has given me. And then, worst of all, I fail to find the purpose for my life. I fail to live out the calling of my life. And I end up with an empty life. But, if you refuse to be only wise in your own eyes, you can find wisdom. Wisdom can be learned. It is never too late. It is never too early. And so there are some benefits of wisdom. I've underlined uh, most of them here in these verses. But if you look at the underlying words, it says that wisdom is good for the soul. It's the ultimate soul food. It says you'll have a bright future. The glass is no longer half empty. It's half full. And even if your false teeth are floating in the glass, life is bright. And you have a bright future. You will succeed. It will make you great. It will bring you honor. And it will add years to your life. Wisdom helps you manage your time. A time management problem is a wisdom problem. And when you have wisdom, you have more time to do the things you want to do. And then you enjoy the things you want to do more because you have more time to do them. It gives you great power. Not just like us men who are married who act like we have power and don't really, but you have real power with wisdom. And it gives you an honorable reputation. People will love and respect you more when you are wise. And it gives you a better life. Only a fool would want 2013 to be worse than 2012. Life gets better because you don't learn your mistakes. You learn from your mistakes. You stop repeating the problems that you've had because as a wise person, you get better. It gives you a long life. It gives you wealth. You discover it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. You can make a lot and keep nothing and you've really failed at life. And it will bring you honor. You don't win seven world titles And then have to go on Oprah and and, uh, confess that you cheated. And give it all back. You keep the honor that you're given. And it makes your life more pleasant. And it leads you to be wise about safety. Did you know a lot of people are afraid to fly? Because they're afraid they're going to die. Did you know that more people who drive because they're afraid to fly, more of them die in car crashes than all the people who die in commercial air travel in a year. Isn't that sad? You, you're afraid of this, and you set yourself up for greater danger there. That's why when I get on a plane, I just breathe a sigh of relief. I'm in the safest place I could possibly be. And somebody is more concerned about my safety than I am, and they know a lot more about it. So wisdom brings us to this point of safety, and it will bring you happiness. Now, if I gave you a choice of being a a paraplegic or winning the lottery, no one would choose being a paraplegic. And you'd probably think that the lottery winner, a year later, would be just bumping heaven with happiness. But they did an amazing study following up paraplegic one year after they had become paraplegic, and lottery winners one year after they won the lottery. And guess what? The levels of happiness were identical. Now, you think about that. The paraplegic believes life is over, nothing good is going to happen. They discover actually some very good things can happen, and they adjust and they adapt. The lottery winner thinks that all their problems are solved, and they, like many, go bankrupt very soon. They get further in debt than they ever dreamed they could. And they discover that money doesn't do it. So if we want to have happiness, it has to come from within. And wisdom is the key to that. It will give you life, an abundant life, a blessed life. And and you're not going to stumble because wisdom gives you an internal pressure to withstand the external pressure. An internal pressure to do the right thing that stands against all the pressures and influences to do the wrong thing in life. Look at all these benefits. It's amazing. I don't know that you can buy anything with greater benefit than wisdom. You know, I love to go to the state fair and watch these guys do their spiels, selling knives and and all this other stuff. There was a guy named Ron Popiel who used to do the state fair thing, and then he discovered the power of the infomercial, and he started a a uh, company called Ronco. And uh, if, if you could slice it and dice it better, he'd invent it. He could chop and mop. He could peel and reel with the pocket fisherman. He made tons of money off of this. He, um, if you had a bald spot, he had spray-on hair. It was amazing. This, and he would stand there and look, look ridiculous, believing that this spray-on hair... Uh, was going to work. I know a guy that saw that sprayed uh, spray paint on his ball spot, and uh, got lead poisoning. Anyway, um, but if Ron Popeil were selling wisdom, he would tell you that it would give you success and power and honor and health and wealth and happiness, and he would say that you would not have to pay three ninety nine like you would in a store, not even two ninety nine, not even one ninety nine. Or 99 You wouldn't have to make three convenient installments of $33 each, plus an exorbitant amount of shipping and handling. You wouldn't have to do any of that because wisdom is for the taking. It is free, and it is wonderful. You, you don't buy it. You have to learn it. And when you get it, nothing will stand in your way. Proverbs 4.12 says, Nothing will stand in your way, If you walk wisely, nothing will stand in your way of your goals and your dreams and your plans. Proverbs 4.12 says, learn to be wise and develop good judgment. Foolish living comes naturally to us, doesn't it? But wisdom is something you have to acquire. And I've never known a person that was miraculously healed of anything or delivered from a demon or an addiction. I've never known anybody that instantly was brought out of something and in to wisdom. It doesn't happen. Just because God allows you to be free of one thing doesn't mean that you're instantly wise. That takes time and that takes God's truth. It must be learned. That's why over the next six weeks, we're going to hear wisdom. We're going to study wisdom. We're going to memorize it. We're going to learn it. We're going to practice it. And we're going to live in it. And that six weeks can become the foundation, the wise foundation for the rest of your life. And that's why I am encouraging everybody to get involved in this process. Because if you're not going to get involved in this process, what would it take to get you involved in something? Maybe how to win the lottery. I don't know what it would be, but I'm hoping this will be it. Now, there are five choices that we can make to acquire wisdom. And I'm hoping and praying that you're going to make these choices. The first one in this acrostic learn is to listen to God's word every day. Proverbs 1, seven says, start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Proverbs 2:6 says it is the word who gives w- it is the Lord who gives wisdom from him come knowledge and understanding so you don't just read it if you were just going to read God's word then the acrostic would be learn but it's learn listen to God's word read it. hear what God is saying to you through his word God might be speaking to you through me the same way he spoke through a donkey in the Bible, maybe He's using me in the same way to speak to you because maybe it takes a donkey. I don't know. Whatever it is, but God wants you to listen to His truth and hear what He's saying. Proverbs 15:14 says, A wise person is hungry for truth while the fool feeds on trash. And we've got a lot of trash that we feed on. Fifty shades of shame or whatever it is. Pornography vile objectifying uh, evil stuff that we can we can saturate our minds in objectifying victimizing stuff poison for the brain. We care a lot more about air pollution and water pollution than we do about brain pollution. And it's no wonder that we make such crummy decisions. But if it's not evil stuff, sometimes it's just stuff. We stuff ourselves with TV, internet, apps and Facebook and, and uh, Twitter and all this stuff. And we get so full of stuff that our brain and our soul no longer hungers for the truth. And so we have to eliminate some stuff to redevelop the hunger. We need brain food. We need soul food. And that's why we're going to focus on this great book that sold over 35 million copies just a little jealous. But it will change your behavior and your choices and your relationships. E stands for enlist friends to challenge me. Another E word is engage with friends. Proverbs thirteen twenty says, Spend time with the wise and you will become wise. But the friends of fools will suffer. You want to soar with the eagles. You cannot run with the turkeys. Dummies love dummies because you don't feel like a dummy when you're with other dummies. But we need people around us. Proverbs 12, 15 says, Fools think they need no advice, but the wise listen to others. That's why we need wise people around us to bring us up. If somebody's standing down there, it's a lot easier for them to bring me down than for me to bring them up. And that's just a law of life. The lower people are, the more power they have to bring us down. That's why I love our small group. We've got some very, very bright and wise people in that small group. And we can use those people as a challenge and a support. And so, get into a small group. It's not a life sentence. It's just a six-week-long experiment. And if you don't like it, we will refund your misery. There's no question about it. You, can, you just don't have to continue. But six simple weeks of a small group could lay a foundation for wisdom for the rest of your life. A stands for Ask Questions and Accept correction. Proverbs 18, 15 says, intelligent people are always open to new ideas. In fact, they look for them. And so if you don't have wise people around, you don't have wise people to ask. You don't have people that can uh, correct you. And, And you may end up dead. Elvis Presley ended up dead too soon because he didn't have anybody that he would accept a challenge to his addiction. Michael Jackson. Dead before his time. No one to challenge him. Or that he would accept correction from. Whitney Houston. All of these people die too soon. Not because they're not famous. Or not because they're not smart. But they lack people around them. That can challenge them. We need to be listeners. When uh, I've been publicizing books that I've written. I've gotten to be on um, all these talk shows. Uh, uh, Jerry Springer was exciting. Uh, the uh, Sally Jesse Raphael was an old show. Jenny Jones. Uh, I did Oprah three times. Charlie Rose, and and all of these people were these great questioners and listeners. Except for one. There was one guy who didn't listen to anything. It was all about him. His show. He had more camera time than anybody. He had more words spoken than anybody. It was Geraldo Rivera had this talk show, and it was just funny but sad that he would have you on but could care less what you had to say about anything because this was about Geraldo. We've got people like that who don't want to listen. Leaders are learners, and learners are listeners and wise people Never stop learning. Proverbs 19, 27 says, If you stop learning, you will forget what you already know. So we need to let people ask us questions. R stands for remember and reinforce the very things that you learn. Now, Proverbs 22, 17, and 18 says, Listen, and I'll teach you what the wise have said. Study their teaching." And you will be glad if you remember them and can quote them. So marks of wisdom are listening, studying, remembering, and quoting. Now, one of the most depressing things for a speaker, a teacher, a preacher, is that within 72 hours, you, you forget 95% of what you hear today. So by Wednesday, this thing's worthless. That's why they have that old saying, the shortest pencil is more powerful than the greatest memory. Or in today's world, the most ineffective smartphone with the appropriate note-taking app is better than the biggest memory that we could possess in our brain. Now, the most depressing thing is that within 72 hours... I will forget 95% of what I've spoken to you. But I have attention deficit disorder, so uh, I have an excuse. But anyway, we need six weeks of hearing, listening, reinforcing. There are these little memory verse cards. We're going to give one every week and hope that we can... Look at this one. Ecclesiastes 8.1. There's nothing better than being wise, knowing how to interpret the meaning of life. Wisdom. Wisdom puts light in your eyes and gives gentleness to words and manners. You got a person in your life that's angry and raging? They're stupid. No, it's true. They lack wisdom. It says right here. Because when we're wise, we have gentleness in our words. We develop manners that are wise. So, Wisdom can build the relationship if we're willing to saturate our minds with it. Proverbs 4, 22. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart. For they bring life and health to anyone who discovers their meaning. They literally do bring help. When you memorize, you develop new synapses. It increases the plasticity of the brain. The blood flow Increases to the brain when we memorize. It's an Alzheimer's preventative. It is a temptation resistor. It is a relationship builder. Wisdom removes warts and bunions. Well, at least you don't care so much about warts and bunions when you're a wise person. You care about what's on the inside. So I say, let's commit to developing this wisdom. This man's written this book. He's pulled together this wisdom for us to read. If we're not going to study the best selling nonfiction book of all time, what are we going to study? And then finally, the N doesn't stand for never thought he'd shut up. N stands for now let's do it. Human nature is to not do it. Mark Twain said never put off to tomorrow what you can put off to the day after, tomorrow. We are procrastinators. And when it's all said and done, a lot more gets said than done. We've got to commit. James 1, 25 says, Don't deceive yourselves by just listening to the Word. Instead, put it to practice. Now is the time to do it. Now, this morning, you have heard a message on wisdom from a man two days before Christmas who was doing an age-inappropriate stunt on a skateboard, broke his fibula, shredded his ACL, and tore his meniscus. I know stupid. (laughs) But I'm not preaching my wisdom. I'm preaching God's wisdom. I prayed from the beginning of my life that God would bring me wisdom. For some reason, I prayed from the very early ages of my life that God would bring wisdom to me. Now, I didn't pray that God would make me wise. So he has brought wisdom to me. He's brought my wife to me who is very wise. I have shown that wisdom in honoring her wisdom. And, and I work with people that are wise. And so I've had a, a great resource of wisdom around me. And I'm just telling you, nothing is better than to be in a small group of people who can bring us up and give us greater wisdom. And so I'm asking, I'm pleading. I'm begging that you would get involved in this study because it will lay a wise foundation that you will benefit from for the rest of your life. And when you jump out of a plane, you won't be grabbing a book bag. You'll grab a parachute. How many are going to commit to being in this study? Could you just raise your hand if you're going to do it? You know, this is a no-shame guilt zone. But Darren's not here. I like to shame people a little bit and do a little guilt. I just hope and pray you'll see these hands around you that went up and say, okay, let's get involved and let's do this thing. Your children will praise you for it. People at work will admire you in a different way. Your life will change. Your skin will look better. I'm telling you, this is the time to change your life. Pray with me if you will. God, I pray for willingness to do it now, to get involved, to give you the opportunity to transform our lives by infiltrating our minds with your wisdom. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you help me bless God for Pastor Steve Otterburn? What an awesome job.